0: Good morning, and welcome to The New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran, and uh, boy, it feels like it has been forever, Rob. How are you?
1: Good, Todd. Yeah, it has been a long time since we've actually done this uh, for, for lots of traveling reasons, to NAB and the Rain Summit. And I know you, you were down at the Worldwide Radio Summit uh, down in Los Angeles, and you were doing other traveling, and yeah, it's just been a lot of, lot of activity, and you know, there's been a lot of activity in the podcasting space, too.
0: It has been, and, and actually, I pack my suitcase and leave again this evening. So it's uh, oh, <laughs> it's, it's nuts. So uh, the next show that we do, I'll be in a hotel room. So, but yeah, uh, on the road for for two weeks again. So it's uh, wow, yeah, I'm just getting recovered, and now I'm heading back out again. So
1: doing the, uh,
0: I guess uh, west of the Mississippi,
1: <laughs> doing doing a little bit of the dog and pony show. Yeah. yeah, all west of the
0: Mississippi, so oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, next couple of weeks will be crazy, but uh, everyone that's on, thanks for being here. Man, we have, we got a, a bunch of stuff to talk about. I mean, a stack. So yeah. I want yeah. to talk out, just talk a little bit about our last show, and Blab never saying the recording for a week and a half.
1: Yeah, and then I, I sent some. I sent a tweet to the CEO of the company um, talking about it. And magically within a couple of hours, uh, we got that email. (laughs) I wonder how that works. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Something was stuck in a, in a queue somewhere, but, but anyway, you know, the, the uh, situation with Facebook is, um, has gotten pretty interesting. I've, uh, they announced just prior to NAB, um, basically they've opened it up and, anyone that has a, a rtmp capable streamer um if you kind of know how to do, use get their sequence set up and they have a facebook live page that talks about how to you know get the uh rtmp embed anyone that has one of those can do a 16 by 9 facebook live um uh, for 90 minutes so awesome. it's pretty awesome i've uh used it on the two two of my last shows um what i interfaced to it was wirecast wirecast was they made it real simple you just um add facebook as a streaming um destination you set up your you link your facebook account you pick whether you want to go to your personal profile or to a page and um So then I went into the first time I streamed, I went in and just used the default uh, Wirecast settings. I wasn't very happy with the end result. And it turned out they're doing 720p at a little bit lower uh, bit rate than I wanted. So on the second stream I did on Facebook, on my second show, I up increased the uh, stream quality, uh, bumped it up another 1000k bits per second being sent to Facebook, and the picture was beautiful. Wow um, And I'd redone the, uh, the audio level on Facebook was about eight or nine DB lower than my uh, rest of my system, so I had to make some adjustments there, but it's a, I had about um, 40 live watchers at two o'clock in the morning Eastern Standard Time, so
1: That's a pretty good number. Yeah, okay. pretty good number. yeah. Well, I think, I mean, my only question about doing, doing shows on Facebook is that, you know, and maybe it's just me tr- changing my, my thought of what Facebook is. Right. Yeah. I, and, and what Facebook has, you know, has become or not become. Uh, Cause how I look at Facebook is it's, it's, it's really started to be focused on family and friends. Um, but. It it goes a little bit beyond that, but I've been starting to think of Facebook less as a public place and more of a kind of a closed place. And I guess that's that's why it's difficult for me to think of Facebook as a as a good medium for building kind of a a huge distribution. But if your profile, I guess, is open, and what profile are you? Uh, so, like, the, with this show, if we were to move this over to Facebook, would yeah. we create like a a like a uh, uh, a separate show page on facebook that would do this or would it have to be done through your personal account
0: we'd have to do a show page um you know to make it okay. fair to be honest with you um
1: yeah. and even
0: on blab it's I, you know we're on my personal profile on blab so it's you know it's not necessarily the you know when i set blab up i wasn't thinking about a you know a, a, sh- a show per se so I guess yep. that is, you know, that's one of the things you have to think about when setting stuff up. But, you know, that would be the challenge. And then you have to promote the page, you you know, and if we, you know, we haven't been promoting the page. There's no one over there that's on the page and it's harder to get to a page than a profile. Yep. And Scoble moved all his, he did a big move here two, three weeks ago. Um, he moved all his audience to a page he basically had a big, huge shift and tried to get his audience out. So just, I think, for that very fact, um, I've always intermixed my personal stuff and podcast stuff on my personal profile. So I've never had an, an issue, per se, with family members complaining that, hey, I'm seeing something from your podcast. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Or at least if they have, they haven't voiced it. So, you know, I think that... uh you know that is would be a, is is going to be a challenge on Facebook. So you know we're a weekend, so I think it's just going to be a matter of time of trying to figure it out. But I don't think we'd have thirty people in the Facebook Live right now being able to chat with this real time. That's another thing. Monitoring. So the problem I had was is okay, it was great. I got it up; it was running. But in order to monitor the chat, you have to be in a window. Um, on another computer watching the stream and there was no way to stop the return video from running so for me the beauty of, of being on youtube or any of these other platforms is that i haven't been able to i've been able to just watch the chat room and not have the video run and consuming bandwidth you know as you're trying to push to a couple of destinations so um Maybe it was just me messing around with the Mac couldn't get it to stop, I don't know, but I had no success in stopping the live stream that was playing I was, as I was trying to monitor folks. and and it does the same chat it does it down the you know below the page
1: Mhm, yeah, so but yeah, I think blab has some advantages because it's oh. uh, I mean you can also bring in multiple people where i I'm sure Facebook is just one video source, so we're we're gonna have to do it like we used to do it with Skype, right yeah um someone says you still have
0: to have a verified page i don't know about that i don't think i have any verified pages but i've only been doing on my personal profile page i haven't been doing it on like geek new central page per se
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so i'm not sure it's an ideal place for a show like this yet um i don't know i mean we can do a show over there and see how it works
0: yeah, I, again, I'm kind of like you, Rob. Uh, you know, as I emailed you yesterday, I thought, well, yeah, maybe, you know. Well,
1: yeah, and I'm going to be like a little box on the screen up in the right hand corner up here, you know. Yeah. If I can get it right, right up here, <laughs> up here. <coughs> but, so.
0: You know, it, so having the you know the live box up on New Media Show is. Uh, you know, works for blab and there's no way you can embed anything from Facebook. So at least yet they don't allow, they don't allow embed. So, um, I'm not sure there's, you know, it's something viable yet.
1: So do you think would that, we'll ever go back to doing it the old way, uh, going in Skype and you, you streaming off of your own servers, or is that something that you think you've moved on from entirely?
0: you know i don't know it's uh you know we get a lot of we get a lot of social here a lot of people you know look at we got 30 people hanging out
1: yeah that's true
0: you know until that uh happens you know
1: i mean i'm not as thrilled with the 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 little square boxes that uh that show up in our video playback yeah um i mean it would be a lot better if those were larger yeah um
0: and I don't know if they're going to
1: improve that or not. It's probably a bandwidth issue for them, I would think.
0: Yeah, potentially.
1: Yeah. So
0: let's talk just a little bit about the last, oh, man, two or three weeks. Um, let's start with the worldwide radio conference. Which uh, I did not attend. Right. So you weren't at that one. So I guess I'll give everyone the, the skinny on that. So it was at the Choisey. Roosevelt, Roosevelt hotel mm, really uh, four hundred and fifty dollars a night sixteen dollar Jack and Coke, which I told I, that's the most expensive Jack and Coke I have ever paid for. I was so pissed I, I was, we went up to the pool bar and there wasn't really that much action at the pool for even, even to be there, but the uh guy beside me ordered Jack and Coke I ordered Jack and Coke when the bill came it was sixteen bucks. I told the guy. I didn't order. I didn't buy his. He said, oh, no, sir. That's yours. So, <laughs> anyway, so at the worldwide radio conference, um, yes, time for Flask indeed. Um, the uh, it's a it's a it's just pure radio. It's uh, mostly um, program uh, directors. Uh, it would be station managers. Uh, it was very. Uh, it was a very inside baseball type of event Um, we were definitely the outsiders so over two days and maybe a dozen sessions there was four sessions dedicated to podcasting and we were Hmm. the last to go on friday and i had um, andy from panoply had um, the guy from wnyc who was one of the architects of the a uh, famous document that talks about the wild wild west
1: so how'd you uh, two get along
0: uh yeah it was kind of interesting <laughs> we'll talk about that one more later okay. um <laughs> then uh there was uh just you know it's was, it was a good panel. um had a guy mm-hmm. from audible on and they're really not podcasting per se but mm-hmm. uh, you know they were on and we talked to the um uh, radio folks about the podcasting space. And I guess the really the big takeaway that I wanted to share was we had about a probably a hundred people in the room. The room would seat four hundred. There was at least three hundred out in the hallway smoking and coking. Um and uh when, yeah smoking cigarettes. And when we
1: Okay. That's a that didn't sound name. quite right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When it went that's a sorry, navy slang. <laughs> smoking and coking. Grab your <laughs> go smoke coke. Anyway, so Coca-Cola.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of the same thing.
0: <laughs> okay, well, all right. So,
1: well, so, it originally started that way. I don't yeah. think it is that anymore.
0: Yeah. So, when we started, uh, Seth asked the audience, "How many of you are already podcasting?" And there was uh, probably 50% of the hands went up. That shocked me. And then uh um, yeah. Then he followed up with the question, how many of you are creating original content? And almost all the hands stayed up. And Seth told me later that that was a big change from the year before where the majority of people said, yeah, well, you know, the ones that were there said yes, or 25% were podcasting. And then when he asked the original content, then there wasn't that many hands. So they are getting it. Um, it was a Just- great session. yeah just
1: in a year that's a big change because you know i've been panels i've been on panels up in front of a bunch of radio people too and ask the same question there would be like two or three out of you know a couple hundred people raise their hands but if half of the room raise it up that that's big change. of course you're in la too which is a a little bit of a ground zero for podcast activity right now yeah
0: so the um or a better word, it was a it was a good conference. They had the Nerdist and his team on the day before. They Chris were, Hardwick uh, was there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit too. They lost the audience almost in the beginning uh, because they were a little too relaxed, and and this is a kind of a formal, stuffy crowd to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when you're dealing with radio, you know, I'm, I was the only guy not wearing a suit. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, 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 after I've gone to a couple of radio conferences, I vowed not to go in there and, and be a, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm a guy from Hawaii. A suit to me sucks a nice Aloha shirt or polo shirt. That's, you know, that's the way things go. But, you know, all these folks were suits and, um, I'm a not suit type of guy, so you know, on the panel, I'm you know, five of us, and I'm the I'm the guy that's maybe more relaxed, like the Nerdist folks. But you know, we our co- our content was focused. The Nerdist folks wasn't. They kind of just came up and did something, and uh, a lot of f bombs and, um, but there was one point where um, Seth asked me, and, and the Wild Wild West <laughs> thing came up much. And of course, I saw like you know, the NYC guy next to me, kind of, you know, he's kind of moving around in seat because he knows it's coming. And I just basically said my piece on that, and um, was Todd through and through, and uh, made the audience know, and on those certain terms, that there's not an issue. Um, there hasn't been an issue, but we are working with the IEB to get the the document done. Now that being said, Rob, they're shooting, trying to shoot for June 1st to have the document I guess finalized. Well, that's good. I'm hoping, that's coming up. Yeah, and I'm hoping they're going to announce it at Podcast Movement or, the, or maybe they're going to present it at Podcast Movement. So that would be good. I think the language has, you know, they finally fought through the language stuff and it's it's you know, things have come full circle. Um, so I was on the last call yesterday, the day before, and uh, they made a lot of progress yesterday. They're meeting every week or every two weeks right now to kind of try to get it knocked out. But so, and the public radio folks are actively participating in the committee as well.
1: So, who's actually the kind of core group that's driving what that standard looks like? Is it, um, as well, well, is Angelo just, involved? Is Angelo uh, driving a lot of that? Or? Well, no? let's
0: just put it this way. The architect of the document is largely going to be because of Angelo.
1: Yeah. No, that's what I assumed yeah. was probably going to happen. Um, the pod Track and uh,
0: Libsyn folks have agreed with most every recommendation that we've made. We're not fighting so much on terminology. We're kind of letting them do that. All we're really caring about is the the mechanics and that you know that part is still being worked on so you know how deep is it going to go how aggressive are the standards going to be you know that is yet to be decided on exact you know and we're late in the game here but uh i think what will happen is is that there's going to be a document at least version one is going to come out that it's going to say here are the five six seven minimum things you have to do and here are the 8, 9, 10 additional things you could do.
1: Um, so, so you see um, that's, that being significantly improved over what the public radio people put out?
0: Our goal is to make sure that when the document comes out that um, the holes in the public radio document that didn't address fraud, um, that, uh, that addre- and we wanted to address mm-hmm. overcounting, Concerns um, that's still being battled out. Uh, one of those things that public radio does is if they see a, the first two hundred k of a media file has been downloaded, they count it. Um, that's really bad because most people's album art is bigger than two hundred k, and most HTML players today will sample the first two to five hundred k just to get the file size and get the um, to get the length before they even you know that's that's not even without even pressing play. It's when the page loads. So um, mm-hmm. the um, there are some. You know we'll, we'll see where that ends up. Uh, but there's going to be three distinct triggers: um, a completion, you know, the partial, and whatever that terminology comes up with, and then a a standard for how much of the beginning of the file or how much of the file. In, in where we're gonna t- where we're gonna uh, talk, it is okay. Yes, it completed. It was a partial or a certain amount of it was sampled and not necessarily allowed that to be counted, but at least let them know there was some sort of a, an action that was a human, not a bot or a HTML5 player caching.
1: So, will it be a a minimum duration of a of a request as the criteria, or a filtering against uh, what type of request? or who the request is
0: well that the combination of thereof i think it's both so again okay. i'm not been on the technical committee i i show up and i shut up i don't i just listen so
1: <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> so so worldwide radio conference we kind of dive dive went around the tree there so yep. you and i met up at rain yeah
1: yeah uh, yeah rain rain was a this is a typical rain um I wasn't on any sessions there but uh Francesco uh the CEO of uh Spreaker was on a podcasting panel and that was an interesting discussion um had uh, Mr. Adam Sachs on there from Midroll and and he said some co- controversial things but oh, uh,
0: I've got him wrote down right here
1: <laughs> <laughs> well maybe maybe we should talk about what Adam said up there um about the podcasting space and a lot of people in this space aren't going to like it. Oh, there's going to be some pissed off people on this show. That's
0: not going to like it. Yeah. Uh, Rob's uh, Rob, the Rob that we know who's listening, (laughs) Rob M. Sorry. You know, this was going to come up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was a, a row of us sitting at a table and every time I grunted or
1: Throwing Cust- tomatoes at the stage.
0: Cussed underneath my voice. The, the other person on the other end was just shaking his head. saying, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, so here's yeah. one of the things that Adam from mid-roll said. <laughs> the day-to-day chit-chat shows are going to go down where producer shows will go up. The chit-chat shows are basically, he was basically implying and Rob, it make sure I'm not paraphrasing this wrong, but the small chit chat shows they're screwed, they're not gonna make no money, they're not gonna be recognized they're gonna be it it the days of the independent podcaster is over. Mm. did I go too far?
1: I th- no, I think that's that's accurate. I- but I think we have to look at it from the filter of who's who saying it and who, who the company is that's saying. And it's not necessarily a negative thing. It's, it's what it is. I mean, uh, he's, he's speaking to the market that he's trying to um, operate in. Right. And that market is big shows um, that are highly produced. Yep. Uh, you know, he has Chris Bannon as his uh, chief content officer. Uh, and, and Chris is from national public. I mean, not from national public radio, but WNYC, uh, created a lot of the programming over there. Um, and so you can kind of see what they're, they're leaning towards becoming a little bit, you know, more and more like a WNYC, I would think, but maybe getting more into, uh, storytelling, getting more into maybe dramas, getting more into other types of more premium content also. Um, but I think if you look at, uh, you know, some of the biggest shows on mid roll—they're still chit chat shows. So yes, they are. But you,
0: you did preface that with the shows that aren't in the top 200 in iTunes, and you know, it really pisses me off that everyone uses the top 200 shows in iTunes as as the effing gold standard. You know, there are shows oh, yeah. that are that are nowhere to be seen in the top 200 that rock. Oh yeah, audiences.
1: Yeah. No, totally, and and so anyway, he was just, I think, speaking about the market that he was yeah, going after, yeah. um,
0: and-, and, and and it surprised me, it really did, because you know, he, here's the thing, his business is going to, okay, I, I'm straight up, I, I'm, I work with shows from a hundred yeah. listeners to the top, okay. My sweet spot is shows that are um, 100 hundred listeners to twenty five to fifty thousand. That's our sweet spot. Mid roll. My understanding is and they may have changed. They get started at fifty thousand and above yeah, listeners exactly. per episode. But who's going to feed his business? Who's where are the shows? Where are the next fifty thousand, hundred thousand listener shows going to come from? You know, for him to say that the chit chat shows. Are well, Todd, he's,
1: he's talking about shows like ours. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where you slide up to a microphone, no, no real preparation other than just working in this space for, I mean, those type of shows, you know, you get yeah. two guys yeah. that are, that just you know, Skype in two together guys. and yeah. talk for an hour and a half, you know,
0: but his business is going to get fed from shows like ours that raise up and get into the stratosphere. And then he's going to be able to go and pitch them and, 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 and work with them. So he better hope those small chit chat shows continue to, and, you know, it's very hard to build original content. It, it, and if they get a success, a bunch of success stories, good for them is they can feed those big shows can feed the little shows and it's self perpetuating, but
1: um, it's just a numbers game. I it mean, is. It I is. mean, you can't, i mean i saw it firsthand at podcast one they, they they burn through shows like there's no tomorrow i mean right they'll give a show four to six weeks to start showing audience growth and if uh, if it doesn't then they're basically kicking it out the door so it's it, that's that's the game and and i'm sure that's going on with midroll too yeah and, and that's, in, in order that's to, why they avoid the uh, small shows. But what's, what's difficult about that, though, is, is exactly what you were just talking about, is that there are shows that take time to develop. And if you don't uh, foster new talent and new shows, um, you know, you can cherry pick uh, if you want. But I don't believe that's a long term strategy for success.
0: We have 100 million people today listening to podcasts globally. That's my, our estimate that we're, they're tipping the scales a hundred million people, people say 45 million. I think it's Mm. woefully wrong based on our sampling. So 5% of them are listening to the top shows. The rest of the 95% of the audience are listening to small shows. shows. Yeah. Okay.
1: Small shows, small yeah.
0: shows. And I know personally that if I, and, and I don't want to get into the money, but it's, it's a lot easier <laughs> to get to <clears throat> three, four, five million billable downloads per month uh, with a lot of volume, with a lot of repetition going wide and going narrow. Um, so, you know, I, I, I I understand, and, you know, it's, it, it, it's contrary to some things he said in the press, too. So, but that panel, um, you know, they're talking to radio folks, and uh, one thing, Rob, you and I saw was a lot of charts, a lot, a lot of charts, people showing charts. And they are still of the mind, you know, that podcasting is still a 3 three or 4% uh, business as compared to radio uh, right now. Uh, they truly believe that radio is... Uh, You know, you're going to be around. Well, I, you know, radio is going to be around for a while. But yet every one of these conferences that uh, you and I are attending, it's radio side. Guess what? They're getting as much information as they can about podcasting. So they are scared to death. They won't say it. But they're scared of my kids. They're scared of the 35 and younger crowd right now that is... Starting mm-hmm. to time shift away from radio, yeah.
1: so yeah, their, their lock on this market of audio listening is 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 in jeopardy. Um, it may not be in jeopardy for five years, but it's definitely in jeopardy. I mean, it's, um, and I'm not sure that the that the radio folks really understand um, what this is going to look like and how it's going to impact them. Uh, I think that they just think that they can just keep doing what they're doing and everything will be okay. Everything will work out, you know, and they can can play around with this podcast thing a little bit and this on-demand thing. um, But they don't really have to make, you know, any kind of significant investment or change because of it. it. It just feels that way. It feels like a little bit like a like a toy that the the industry has right now. Podcasting is kind of like the buzz thing in the industry. Um, Nobody really knows really what the right thing to do is, and everybody pretty much agrees that uh, it's difficult to make money um, doing it. So it's like this, you know, it's this common saying that that, that I hear them say all all the time is that the the dollars are on the, the radio side and the pennies are on the podcasting side. How can we, you know reverse that is it even possible um and and i think that that's as long as that attitude persists that there's pennies on the podcasting side and dollars on the radio side we're going to see them you know not move that way and i guess in in some ways we 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 have to say well what's the advantage to podcasting and listeners to have radio even care yeah i mean i mean honestly i think it's great that some of them are looking at this but I think that these trends are so significant and so changing that uh, there may be not be anything they can do.
0: Well, there's nothing they can do and they're scared to death of the connected car that yep. kept coming up and coming up and coming up because they know that FM is not going to be choice. Number one for most people, yep. Pandora and Spotify, those types of choices. And guess what? On the Apple CarPlay, guess what's front and center? Uh, second uh, icon to the right podcast. is yep. podcast. So, yep. um, you know, as more people buy connected cars over time, over the next 10 years. So, you know, the, the, you know let's just be frank. The podcasting space is not going anywhere. We're, we're, we're going to continue to go up. The, the number of people listening are going to continue to go up. There's, there's great, there's a great future in this space. And anyone that's in right now that thinks they got in late, it's just bunk. Uh, you just got to create great content and you have yeah. to stay consistent and not have a 90 day plan. You need to have a two and five year plan uh, for your show. And uh, you really need to crank, you know, you just need to work hard. You got to work like a dog mm-hmm. and build your show. And, yeah, I, uh, it's yeah.
1: It's tough work. Yes. Work to build a show these days. The, the noise level is so high now to get attention um, that it's hard for really, it's hard for any show to get significant traction without massive effort. Yeah, um, and I think that the, the one thing that radio is doing is they do have a, a lot of resources and influence, and I, I think the whole download piece is is a little bit under threat. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: It's not under threat. It's the problem is they can't change it. That's the they, key. I was at uh, an IB. They want
1: to change it though, and that's exactly what. Well. What, uh, what I'm saying is that they want to get rid of downloading, and we can talk about that a little bit with um, the launch of Google Play Music. but
0: Well let's just let me say, I went to the IEB. meeting the, the Monday night after uh, a meetup, a dinner, and yep. uh, there was a V.P. of a very prominent New York uh, streaming agency, and he was pissed. He was absolutely pissed that Google allowed downloads in Google Play. Um, he says we have to get away from the streaming, and he called it shit. Um, it's and, and so I, I kind of took get it away past. from downloads.
1: Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what you meant.
0: Yeah, he was mad that they were allowing downloads. Um, o- only in the app, though. You can't download off their website. Okay. Well, anyway, so he was just upset. Uh, I said to him, I said. Do you? He said, "You live in New York City, where bandwidth is fat." I says, "You probably have a big, huge data plan." I says, "But the bread and butter of the podcasting community is the is the dad who's got three of his kids on a cell phone plan. They're shared, and they're and they're sharing two gigs of data. And and maybe they're not in New York City. Maybe they're in rural America, or they're in middle America, or you know." The, they don't have $200 a month to have a 20 gig data plan. So, I And I, I said, how dare you try to take away what is special in the podcasting space of people being able to listen on demand when they want, maybe have downloaded shows while they're home on Wi-Fi. I said, sure, we're going to have people streaming. But I said, you can't change the behavior of the audience. Only time is going to change the behavior of the audience. So in ten years, maybe we'll be shifted to streaming. Mm. There's no way. There's no way. It's the the stats do not, do not, absolutely right now, do not bear out that we're shifting to a streaming
1: Well, streaming you, well Todd, let's just let's just put put it frankly, as long as Apple has that as their, their primary um, listening method of subscribe and download. Yeah, that's not going to change.
0: But we'll be screwed, Rob. They take that away. Podcasting I will know. fall off a cliff.
1: Yep. It well, will. would it really? Seriously?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's going
1: gonna, it's gonna to drop. I agree. If you, drop if, a lot. if
0: you force people to stream on their data plans, absolutely, oh.
1: it will fall off a cliff. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Today. Today.
1: That's true. Five years from now.
0: Maybe a different story.
1: What would have to change for that to be data to, has to get cheaper. Data has to Date, data, data has to get uh, faster, cheaper, and more reliable. It has right? to be
0: ambiguous. Like, it has to be to the po- point. of people don't care about their data.
1: Yeah, it's on the the bus, train, airplane, everywhere. They don't care. It, they can, every everywhere you go. You're gonna be connected.
0: Well, you're connected now, but you can connected to well, Verizon. Not so much.
1: Verizon AT&T
0: is, is, is a different animal, you know? So yeah. something other than your, your, your mobile carrier. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and people are, how many people in this audience right now have kids that are on a family shared plan that are sharing bandwidth and you got this big honking mobile bill every month. You just you know, tell us in the chat room, Mary, are you guys in that situation? You know, most podcasters are probably pretty data hungry, but people don't have unlimited resources. You know, if I was making three hundred fifty thousand dollars in New York, living in Manhattan, I could afford a on you know a huge data plan, and I wouldn't care if I streamed on my phone. Mm-hmm. So most people just don't have that. So yeah, streaming. Yes, they want it to be streaming, but. I'll tell you this much: on the IAB side, they resign themselves that streaming is not is not going to streaming's got its own metric system already. So yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, it, there's already standards established for that. Yeah, yeah, it's been that way for a while now.
0: So I, I don't know. I, I they want streaming. We know that. But you're not going to change the consumers, uh, our our consumers, listeners' behavior until until things shift. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, Robbie. I know you kind of disagree with me on this, but
1: no, I just um, I don't really disagree. I'm just I I just like to play the devil's advocate a little <laughs> bit and say, you know, that that what would have to change in the market for oh. us to shift, uh, you know, more away from downloads yeah. um yeah. and i think the biggest thing is apple apple has to change their methodology their their primary method for making podcasts available and i think you know you look at google play music and that that may be a little bit of an example of what the future looks like
0: well let's i, don't know. I guess we can talk yeah, a little Spotify. bit about that you know it's, yeah and, and we took a we did a hard measure in the sand uh the day before Google Play was launched, we, mm-hmm. we did a real look to see percentage wise where everyone was at. So I've got this, you know, where I know where we were at day before Google Play. We're going to let it mm-hmm. run a month and I'm going to take another measurement and see where it's at. So mm-hmm. what we have seen and finally there is a shift, you know, I and I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I, I'm going to our introduction to subscribe on Android. Um, is having a major, major impact to mm-hmm. the number of Android subscribers, largely with the 13 apps that adopted it. Um, you know, 100,000 new subscribers are coming on a day, grabbing uh, shows uh via one of those 13 apps. The apps that are supporting our Subscribe on Android initiative have moved up the chart. Uh, uh, there's one now that is even more than... uh um, then Stitcher, Stitcher has been, not Stitcher, um, yeah, Stitcher has been bypassed um, from a market share. And that's probably a big fault of their own for really not being active in this space as well. But mm-hmm. we actually saw for the first time a dip. Okay. And we're seeing a significant dip in iOS market share. And even begrudgingly, Rob admitted it, uh, Rob Greenlee, I mean, Rob Walsh admitted it as well that they're seeing it as well. So if you don't have a subscribe on Android link on your page, shame on you because you, you, you're you hurting your audience growth potential. But Google Play, I don't know if that's going to help us. They've made it uh, very difficult. It's not entirely clear which link you're supposed to use in your profile to get to your mm-hmm. Google Play page. You can subscribe. You can choose to download in the app. Um but people can't find their shows. The launch hasn't been very clean for a Google launch.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: What do you think? What are you seeing?
1: Well, I'm a little old school on this stuff because I, I, I oftentimes think back to um, iTunes and zoom, right? Is my basis of how this whole industry started. And, we have yet to see any of the music streaming services successfully integrate podcasting, right. and I think that the big, and I think uh, many in this space, or many of the leaders that have been in this space for a long time, have kind of thought that was going to be the case. And I think, Todd, you're probably one of them that they were going to struggle, yeah, to do this. I've always felt, though, for many, many years, that um, that it needed to happen. I'm just, I don't agree with the way they're doing it. I think is the key key thing. I think um, podcasting needs to be a completely separate area in these platforms. Oh, yeah. It, it should not be integrated in with music in any form because it just convolutes things. You, you look at iTunes, there was clearly... there was Music is right next to podcasting, but it's separate, right? It's not integrated, and I think that's the key thing. iTunes, same way, separate, not integrated, and um iTunes has dominated the space why not why why do you have to reinvent something that's working right you know keep it separate call it podcasts and do it right have a feature page have a process for people to subscribe just do it do it right um trying to use podcasts as a lever to drive your music business is a ridiculous idea it's not going to work and every example has proven that so far Um so yeah, I have pretty pretty strong opinion about it, but uh because we've seen what's happened. You know, I've talked to you know, Todd at at Stitcher with Deezer, and those guys have struggled to do this. Yep. Um and actually in some ways maybe they've given up. Oh, they have
0: Stitcher's not a uh you know, it's it it will fall off the top ten before the end of the year.
1: Um those guys are, are, have been struggling for months to integrate podcasts into Deezer. Um, and, and it's just fundamental. It needs to remain a separate area. So, That's how it's gonna work. you know, I, I, we had, you know, I
0: have high hope that they'll figure this out. And the th- second thing you have to do is unless you get the podcasters to engage. You know i am we're already doing sampling on people's sites, of course, you know I Power seven's coming, and we'll have that available as a subscribe icon so people will be able to automatically just add that and make it easy but um, mm-hmm. how many people have added a Google Play icon to their page yet and linked to the Google play yeah, I would bet five percent, maybe yeah three percent, so well, it,
1: oh, yeah I was just going to say a podcast movement i'm i'm going to have on one of my panels that I i'm moderating i'm going to have spotify and google up there so and i'm going to take questions
0: <laughs> no comment uh yeah uh, i will have to actually stay out of that room during that session
1: you will you now
0: mm-hmm. I, I if anybody wants to go as my agent i'll send you 20 questions to ask just email me i'll be happy to provide a list of questions well and i'll you know, deny I, that they came from me
1: yeah and i mean i have to <laughs> say that, that you know i don't don't get the wrong impression i i want those guys to succeed yeah we do i want those guys to make this work yeah. and and but there's some obvious ways of doing it and unfortunately these guys are listening to some of the wrong people uh about how to do that and i Honestly, I think it has a lot to do with radio again. Um, they're I mean, some of the radio people are trying to push because of some of these biases and where they want the space to go, yeah, not where it's going to go, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's that's what takes them off down these these paths because they they have different motivations. Because I, you know, I saw it at Microsoft. I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of the same things that are going on with Google. Uh, as well as, as Spotify is what their motivations are for for podcast for adding podcasts and it 's uh it 's not what 's going to work
0: but i 'll be honest rob the the radio broadcasters that get it they get it and um we're, well, we're
1: they 're all about content right so that's that's that 's why they get it
0: and you know we um where uh, there's a radio station radio group down South the about 40 stations that have just come on. They I'm looking at their data they are, They've listened, they've implemented, they are, they're rocking it. They're really rocking it. And, um, and it's, it's a lot of it's local too. So that's even more important for yeah. the radio business. So there's a way for them to survive, but going back to, to Google play, um, all we can be is helpful and all we can do is be vocal. You know, as a podcaster, we—they're listening on Twitter. I complain. I didn't. I initially I didn't find the download button on the app. I missed it. I missed where I could set that setting, and I complained about it on Twitter. They are their social people are listening. So if you want to complain about Google Play and about categorization, being able to find shows get on Twitter and add Google play as a hashtag. They will respond. Unlike I give them credit. I gave them credit. I was like, wow, you actually responded to my, to my tweet. So, um, you know, don't be bashful and in, in tell them what you think and complaining or whatever it may be. Well,
1: well, more and more of these big companies are, are hiring, um, kind, kind of like, uh, tweet yeah twitter swat teams yeah that are that are trying to uh control um negative we have one we have a swat team
0: not for negative yeah. but for just regular social stuff
1: well i mean it's it's like a support yeah. thing really is what it comes down to yeah but it but they do do kind of pr pr stuff too yeah <laughs> but if you
0: enough people complain enough people f- provide feedback that goes into a queue that gets reviewed and you know so you you can make a difference yeah. but yeah. uh i i will see where google play is um in in a month or two and yeah. we'll let them kind of work their issues out and i i think you know what it was, it was such a long time from them taking people's they shouldn't have opened the submission process only until they were a month out and then people would have had a little more buzz. People forgot that they submitted to Google play. And it's been so long that they lost any momentum they had.
1: Yeah. I would think that they probably, the submissions coming in probably dropped off dramatically. um, like, like, Like you say, after the first month or so. Yeah.
0: I'm getting a right here on my nose. I'm getting a beam of sunlight coming in. Um, it's that time of the year, Todd. Yes, you got to get your uh,
1: yeah, yeah, you got to get your your block up it, there. It's on up window. there,
0: but uh, it it's, a, it's not doing its job. Found a slat to get through.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so, um, so there was also interesting development at uh, Rain. You want to talk about uh, BMI, ASCAP, those folks?
1: <laughs> oh, that's painful. <laughs> <laughs> well it's this this decade long uh, conversation about music royalty rights um and, and and podcasting and you you and i todd and 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 uh robin kraken we're just like shaking our heads going with these guys they there's just no path forward and both of us w- went up and talked to the representatives from bmi ASCAP, all those guys about setting up a you know a a license for podcasters somehow yep. to even play like a 30 second clip uh, or, or or something like that. Have some sort of license that gives podcasters the, the ability to promote their music. <laughs> and they were all baffled. They didn't know how to do it. I don't know. What's your feedback?
0: Well, they're open to talking
1: about it. They're open to talking. About yeah, they're it, open
0: but. to talking about it, but it was evident that they the the onus is on us. They want us to go to the studios. Yeah, yeah and, that's right. And pitch a yeah. pro- rate proposal for the studios, and then if we can get the studios to agree, then they would come in and set a rate. They would they would do the formalization of the rate plan and the licensing, and then oversee the collection of money. Um, they suggested that, uh, we be like gatekeepers where we would be the ones that would, uh, uh, work with the podcasters to uh, get licensed and, uh, to do the, uh, the, the revenue collection, essentially yep. be the IRS arm of, uh, of ASCAP BMI, uh, RIAA and so forth. But they had no, it appeared to me to be little incentive to want to, Go to the labels yeah. and say, hey, can we come up with a designation for these folks and figure something out?
1: They well, know. the good thing about it is that, is that there's only six major labels, I, I believe. Is that right? Four yeah. or six, something like that. Um, and then there's hundreds of indie labels. So you have to probably start with those big first six and try and get a deal. But that that's a big commitment to try and get those it's guys.
0: huge money, too. You know, we're talking... That's probably a million dollar effort to do that. You're talking about lawyers that get paid a thousand dollars an hour at these labels they you know they none of this is going to come cheap, and the bill will come back to us. so uh, you know, I don't know if there's a way forward at this point, but they know there are podcasters abusing, and um all I can say is if you're playing copyrighted controlled music. That is licensed and has agreements with RIAA, ASCAP, not so much BMI. Um, you better be careful. Uh they they're very, very familiar that there's abusers out there. Um it, what kind of scared me? <laughs> the ASCAP guy said, Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know you, you guys at Blueberry, and I'm like Oh, okay uh how do you know us <laughs> should i be worried uh you know when you guys know us does that mean i'm expecting summons to come and he laughed he said no 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 no, nothing like that
1: <laughs> i listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah and
0: i was you know my my heart started beating a little bit thinking, god i'm gonna have to call call our lawyer and get you know get ready to go here but um the uh they're aware they're very familiar and there's they know there's abusers out there and The the you know someone's going to be made as an example at some point I would imagine, um so we'll see,
1: but well they've been going after podcasters off and on for a decade now.
0: So much free local startup music. Just be careful of that free startup local music because that free startup local music can get signed and you can get screwed for stuff that you played when they were a brand new show not signed with no one. The label come back later and say oh you can't have that up, take it down. So be careful.
1: All right, so, so I'm not sure how to what the go forward on that is with those guys. Uh, you know, unless there's some kind of like uh, association formed or something. Of, but but I, but it feels like this industry has to get more substantial yeah. before there there can be an effort like that made.
0: If, if 600 to a thousand radio podcasts can team up and form an association, pick some leadership. Get some money in an account, then I you think. Get some Ascap
1: to start going in and negotiating. Yeah.
0: yeah. Then I think Ascap and those folks would be willing to talk, but you have to play at their level. You can't. You know, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be amateur hour. You're gonna have to have a a, a significant fund of cash to do this. And how bad do you want to play RIAA, Ascap, BMI controlled music on your shows?
1: And they probably won't play unless there's millions of dollars at stake. Which there could be. Yeah. Yeah, you know, typically It's just hard to know what the scope of that would be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But at the same time, that also brings in reporting, regulation, third party verification, all that stuff. Yeah. So Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about anything we missed from Rain. There was a bunch of stuff. Uh Jenny Hubbard from uh, Hubbard radio did a keynote. It was kind of a weird keynote. Uh, they're the ones that have a 30% stake in podcast one. Uh, who else? Yeah. They miss anything. Mm. Uh, of course, Francisco's panel. They were on.
1: Yeah. I don't think there was anything too groundbreaking in that session. I mean, podcasting has become something significant with, with rain. And, and I believe the other, the other radio regs are, starting to follow suit um more and more of them are picking up columnists um that that they're writing about podcasting so the word is getting out to the industry um i was very close to co-hosting the the radio inc podcast uh here over the last couple weeks but the editor-in-chief decided that he didn't have time to do it on a regular basis so um so anyway you know tr- trying to work with these you know like radio world and um you know some of these online publications and print publications that are catering to to, to the radio industry to help educate them and we should probably talk about nab
0: yeah
1: so. because uh there was some podcast activity at nab it wasn't significant but There was some.
0: So, paint the picture for us, Rob. You, you, and Rob Walsh were on a, and Rob McCracken from Scripps, and was there another Rob?
1: (laughs) No, that's it. The three Robs. Okay. The three Robs were were talking to the radio folks at NAB. Yeah. So we did a panel, um, down there in front of a bunch bunch of radio folks. There was like maybe two hundred and fifty, three hundred people in the room. Um, just. Covering the basics, we actually only had 30 minutes. So it was <laughs> – for for Rob and I, that's a that's a pretty short period of time to talk about this medium. So we had to blow through it pretty fast. Um, but I did actually record it, um, and I can post it in the, the conversation thread here that uh, one can listen to it. And then I did another panel uh, later in the week um, down there – that was part of what was called the, the, uh, the advertise the digital advertising theater, which is, a, uh, it's on the actual exhibit floor. So there was a big booth in the exhibit floor in the, um, the North hall, uh, where they had, you know, chairs and a bunch of, you know, audience that can sit there. And that, that was more of an informal podcast panel. It had some comedians from LA. I mean, it was really a kind of like an LA connected thing. the, the group behind it was the Digital LA um, folks, which do a lot of social events down in LA and things like that. So, and that's also available, um, I believe, o- online as well. And I can post that if anybody wants to to listen to that. I mean, a lot of it is kind of kind of redundant for a lot of the, the podcasters out there. They're not going to learn anything new because we're trying to, you know, the whole point of those panels was to educate people that don't know anything about podcasting. So. Um and then I also did a thirty minute segment on the n e b um live streaming show, which is was streaming off of the front page of the n e b website um talking about podcasting as well that was the same morning that Google play launched um so I talked about that on the the n e b live show
0: any feedback
1: um I mean everybody was pretty excited down there i mean i mean I mean, a lot of the people that we were talking with, um, are, are familiar with podcasting and all that kind of stuff. Um, I wouldn't say that I got a lot of, a lot of high level feedback on any of that stuff. Uh, from anybody, I don't know that, um, I think that the NAB's coverage of podcasting, I think was, um, was pretty minimal um there wasn't a lot going on with it but but uh rob and i rob walsh and i did did talk to the guy that pulled pulled that together and he's going to work with nab to maybe make a much bigger kind of like area for podcasting next year yeah. so and that that's probably a good good lead into another little piece of news that came out i guess over the last week or so when we were out of the pocket is around the new media expo oh. speaking of nab and the new media expo so Maybe we should talk about that a little bit too.
0: And and I don't know if this was just done. It it, it, basically New Media Expo made an announcement that um, um, that there's been a change in leadership. (laughs) And um, let me the same people, yeah. Would you say, Rob? Oh, it's the same people, right? Right. It's it's but Patty is taking over. Um i I don't know if anything's changed, just the change in who's supposedly I, running it
1: but I, it, we haven't I, seen
0: anything from patty either
1: but but is there something actually running that she's running or
0: well, the site is dead. let's put it this way <laughs> so if you go over to newmediahow dot com- excuse me new media uh n m x live
1: yeah I could easily be a little cynical of this. Um, it's 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 tempting to go down that path. Um, so I know I know that there's a lot of upset people. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Rick Calvert basically says, as of today, I'm not able to give NMX the time and attention it deserves, even though he's been out at his TBX events and all over social media on that, but. Patty is now the is the lead. The lead of
1: what? Uh,
0: yes, New Media Expo, if it, if it exists.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's probably going to be uh, quite a while before that, right? And they and and, and they've a,
0: they, you know, it's almost someone's going to have to come in and buy it out, if they're going, even if it's even worth buying out the podcast yeah. folks have, uh uh, Taken over their show, essentially. Yeah. So it's it's a um, yeah you know it's you know I I think the industry needed a couple of events a year. It's it's really too mm-hmm. bad to be honest with you. And uh, if they yeah. had implemented the thing at NAB correctly, I think that uh, um, it could have been a bigger success, and they wouldn't be in this situation. But there's still more than meets the eye here about what has happened, and. Um, Rick says it's because of personal issues, uh, but it goes beyond personal from what we're hearing through the grapevine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I have a hard time thinking that that, that event has any future.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's going to be tough. It'd be very, very, very tough. And they owe people that bought tickets for this year's event money. Um, you know, people had prepaid for 2016 and uh didn't uh you know that that money is gone i i would assume those folks have already contacted their credit card companies to you know get their money back but
1: yeah you can't really come back from something like that not
0: without complete new management and yeah i just don't know how you can do it I, i agree
1: but i mean i think it's a name change too
0: yeah, potentially, for sure. Yeah. Uh MTV is launching five podcasts as part of its comeback plan, according to DigiDay. Um
1: for like the second or third time. <laughs> yeah. It's true cuz I, I I flew back there to meet with the leadership team of at MTV um back in like 2008. Right about podcasting and then they were doing it pretty aggressively back then and then they they dropped it because the guy that was running it left the company and then they started it up a little bit they they did three or four podcasts a couple of years later and then they kind of dropped that and it's yeah
0: for those of you that aren't subscribed to uh joe berman's uh pod to pod newsletter you should do that um it's a kind of an interesting layout of a newsletter he throws together, just uh, lots of you know bits that have come out uh, over the space each week. It's um, very different than who's so this? It's yeah. his name's Joe Berman. Matter of fact, I want to have him on the show. Uh, okay, and he just uh, puts together this, and it really covers everything happening in the space. It's, it covers everything that Nick doesn't cover.
1: <laughs> so. So how would we find his website or see here? Let me see if I can find it. Um I see a Joe Berman, but he's a let me see if I can a lawyer.
0: It. <laughs> and it is a little bit oh boy. Uh can I copy he doesn't have a website, just an opt-in page, pod2pod.com. So there we go. Oh, pod2pod? Pod? Yeah, pod2pod.com. So definitely get subscribed to Joe's email list. You know, and it's, again, it's it just it's a roundup of a lot of news items from a, a lot of different sites. So he got you some stuff that I even I miss. Um, and actually... Even though he doesn't do commentary on his newsletter, uh, some of it's better than Nick's stuff. And he'll take submissions okay. and post them as well.
1: Yeah, Rick, I mean, Nick has such an
0: agenda with his Ugh. newsletter. Yeah, I refuse to pay a premium on his newsletter until he starts yeah. covering the rest of the space. I will not pay him a penny until yeah. he gets outside of that East Coast bubble.
1: Yeah. Okay, so he's he's based down in LA. I have no idea who he is. Yeah, I've met him. Um, he's a nice guy. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. So when did you meet him? So I'm at WWRC. Oh, okay. Yep.
0: And one of the, he was kind of hanging out and came up and introduced himself. And I had uh, seen his newsletter, but I hadn't figured out how to get subscribed to it. So that's kind of why I'm talking about it today.
1: Yeah, I didn't know about it. So it's
0: great. Yep what else there was? Oh, I just want to talk a little bit about trends I'm seeing. So, for any of you that are doing video, the it's it's a very very exciting time to be um, doing video content along with your audio content. Uh, this company here, which I've been a big fan of for many years, NewTek. Oh, yes, they have introduced something called NDI. It's it's a transport protocol for video over IP. And I'm here to tell you, if you're a Wirecast user, if you're a TriCaster user, probably if you are using any type of live video streaming software, you're going to be impacted by NDI in the next year. Wirecast is going to implement the protocol. So essentially what in version 7, I wasn't supposed to know that information but uh the gals the the PR lady was so pissed off at the presenter um i, I could just tell she was not happy <laughs> but essentially what it's going to allow is all these software it's it's basically i a video over ip it could be a webcam it could be well adobe has implemented it so um cg companies have implemented um scoreboard i mean it just goes on and on and on and on and um 600-plus vendors are, are doing some sort of implementation to NDI. And so if you've got any kind of a streaming box, whether it be a Tricaster or something that you grew on your own, that you're using live stream with, um, what will happen is, because I use Wirecast and I use a new text product, is Wirecast will be able to see all my TriCaster video feeds. And I'll be able on the TriCaster to see all of Wirecast's video and audio feeds, and we can mix and match as we need. Pick a source. As long as it's on the local network, um, you're going to be able to just tap a video feed. And the example they did in their booth was they had a partner pavilion that was, you know, a quarter of a mile away in South Hall, and they were all on the same network. And you could see the video feeds from those booths. Um, a quarter mile away on New Tech's Booth as a, as a video source. So it's really about sourcing content, CG overlays. I mean, uh, Twitter stuff, uh, it's going to be freaking huge. And uh, I upgraded my TriCaster here just before I left for NAB. And be honest with you, the first 30 minutes as I was playing with it, I was pissed. I was like, what have they done? What have they done? They've changed everything. Then I kind of had this moment of...
1: (laughs) It's finally sunk in.
0: And it is going to change everything from a video production standpoint. And they're going to write interface codes to Sony spec. There's Panasonic cameras that support it already. It's just on and on and on. So if you're a video content creator, it's going to be huge.
1: Huge. Does this mean that all of the, all of the cameras will have uh, uh, basically a gigabit uh, 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 Ethernet jack yeah. that plugs into the back of them? Yes.
0: Okay. And, and if I was to rebuild my studio right now from scratch and implement mm-hmm. everything NDI, I could get rid of, I mean, it's, I'm just, I, I'm not even fully realized how big of an impact it will have here in the studio. It's going to change, and when they get this, when they get the Mac modules done for Skype, um, I'll be able to digitally bring in the return feed uh, via uh, a network instead of running a cable and a converter. Literally saving about twelve hundred bucks in stuff to make the video from the TriCaster return feed go back to the to the Skype. I mean, it's just on and on and on. The the going to simplify these things. Oh yeah, it's all IP based video. And uh, just like this, yeah. As a matter of fact, this screen right now that you're watching me on is being fed by an uh, NDI IP video source. It's a virtual camera being fed by my Tricaster. There is no, um, there's no B uh, Blackmagic Design box. There's no Thunderbolt cable running between the Tricaster and this. It is purely an IP connection going to the to the pc that's feeding blab right now yeah. so um yeah it's just going to change everything but that was my big moment oh. at nab
1: i mean is it possible they'll use uh, a usb3 for this or because smaller port no, or, I, I think
0: right no? now it's all over everything in the planet has a land connection
1: it's got a land it's probably going to be gigabit is what they're yeah, going to recommend gig is what's required
0: Yeah, Yeah. and you don't even need a smart switch. uh, Multiple, you can have multiple video feeds going across the, you know, on one gig. It's it's fine. They don't know what the upper theoretical limit is yet, but it's just amazing. Yeah, that's good. Um, Of course, and then all the gadgets and stuff. We got to you and I got to see Leo and and the Twit team.
1: Talked to Lisa Laporte for a while. For a while, Yeah. 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 interesting things happening over there yeah, they're they're in the middle of moving studios yeah
0: this is the big news and i was I was shocked that they didn't buy the property that they're moving into though
1: i I don't think they could oh. so I mean not that they couldn't financially I'm just saying the owner i don't think was was willing to, wanting sell. to sell yeah but so
0: she's gonna make so them. I'm not sure
1: yeah i don't remember did did she say when that sometime in july they're gonna have a one day
0: and she's gonna you know one day they're gonna transition from one to the other and i I guess they're starting to move stuff already
1: yeah did she say that they were moving like one of their studio sets at a time yeah and and
0: the actual set is the space they have is smaller but more well laid out i guess is the best
1: way to put it well, it has fewer break rooms and yeah. back back room areas, and it doesn't have a, a basement. Right. So, they're going to have to wire all their stuff um, into... She says that's going room. into the overhead. That's right. It's going above? Yeah. Okay. Above. Yeah, because they have that swivel control yep. um, thing that needs to be able to spin. Mm-hmm.
0: So, that's what's going on with Twitch. They say they're going to be doing more events that they've... Uh... It was a mistake for them to not do more shows. And I fully understand the impact of those shows and the total volume that drives. So they're going to be at more events again. Uh, maybe not bringing a whole studio, but coming in with a live U bag or something like that. Uh, who else did we see? We, we saw a bunch of stuff. We saw a um, live stream. Um, boy, I tell you. Uh, they've upped their game. The live stream uh, software, the $799 software is now no longer tied to um, the live stream. You can stream to YouTube, RTMP. They've opened up the live streaming um, capability of that. They had to. It was in order to be competitive. So if you have a live stream uh, and it's, you know, that's free upgrades for life according to live streams. So if you bought their live stream stream uh software uh that now is you, know, you can stream to any place uh, of course wirecast the big announcement by them was the um uh, ability to um, stream to facebook as well livestream also made that announcement so did teradek uh they made that announcement uh, one thing that' cool that teradek's coming out with is um and it goes back to this NDI discussion. So let's say you can't afford the biggest TriCaster and you start with a small one. Well, they have an extension module where you can add two more cameras to um, a, a 400 uh, by a little box that'll be Ethernet connected via NDI to the, uh, um, to the TriCaster. Or when Wirecast 7 comes out, that same box will work with, with Wirecast. So mm-hmm. that's the thing that's important here is this NDI thing is open source, and it's going to allow other companies and other systems to take advantage of the stuff that new techs introduced. Yeah. oh, that's... let's see here. what else was at the show. There was just a bunch. I mean, Daniel was. Well, you
1: were up there um, pounding the, the 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 show much more than I was. Yeah, I, I, think. I
0: covered the floor and then some. <laughs>
1: Yeah, did you do do a bunch of interviews down there that you're gonna be posting to your website? I drug
0: All my gear, Rob, and I didn't do a single interview.
1: No. Nope. I thought
0: I thought that that's what you were I doing was going to and I was prepared to, but I got you know the Vegas is a grind. It really, oh, really it is. is. And humping the stuff is a grime. And uh I took a lot of pictures. And talked to a lot of vendors. I just covered all the ground I could cover. And I had meetings every day. Uh, first day, I had like three meetings uh, with the folks that stayed over from rain. And then it just, you know, consistently, I had stuff all week. So um, it just didn't work out. And and, and to be honest with you, I was a little selfish. I said, screw it. I'm going to have a good time at the show. <laughs> No, got that's this, good. I unlocked the seat. We we started a little late today, so I'm gonna go a little long today, but I've unlocked the seat. If anybody wants to jump in here and uh and make some commentary about anything that we've covered today. We've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Let's see here, let me look at my list. Um something that was mentioned and I agree with um in one of the events, podcasters are not networking enough. By not networking, you're hurting your show growth, and I absolutely agree with that. Podcasters need well, let's, to network more.
1: Let's uh, define what that means: um, networking amongst your your kind of genre, or yep. networking just generally with podcasters. Both, both, yeah, okay. And feeding well as yeah, yeah as new people come into the space, and we've been taught, you and I've been seeing this for years now. <clears throat> um. They they just don't connect with the community. Right. There's this huge group of people that are involved in the podcasting now that have no, they don't even know that podcast movement exists um, or any of these community events. Of course, for some reason, they don't look for them either because right. they're not hard to find. So I don't know. I don't know what you do about that. Um,
0: oh, one thing it was interesting was <clears> that... Someone said Nielsen said they were working with other podcasters.
1: Nielsen's making the rounds right now. Well, <clears throat> they
0: haven't called us.
1: Because <laughs> they probably know that they're not going to get a warm reception.
0: Oh, they'll get no. a warm reception. We'll talk to them.
1: We've talked to them in the past. Okay. Yeah. I'm just not going to give them something for free. Yeah. and they'll have That's what to ask. I mean by warm reception. It's like, here you go. Open hands, c- kind of like the Allstate company. Yeah. yeah. We'll just give you everything that you want.
2: Hey, Todd. Hey, Bill. Uh, hello, Bill. Right, Mike? That's right, Mike? You're good. Okay. You ne- You're good. You never know when you come up on the, the blab where the mic is. I know yeah. that unless you test it ahead of time. Hey, quick question um, and something to think about. I wish I'd come down to New Media, Ex- I mean, not New Media, but the uh, National Broadcasters. I really enjoyed that last yeah. year. And I think that's a great place for podcasting to start fitting in. But a year ago, I went to the chairman's uh, discussion about the internet, and he's talking about um, AT and T spending nine point one two billion dollars to buy up the FM radio stack contracts yep. in ten years from now. And,
1: yeah, I'd heard that they that there was talk at the event. I heard people talking about uh, about some oh 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 it was uh, microphone frequencies right. Are going to be going away, yeah. So being, FM being sucked up,
2: FM will eventually go away, right? But here's the question I had: Is I, you know, I just realized this. There, I've been in politics for 20-some odd years in a, different ways, mostly local, a couple of federal races. But we don't have a pack, do we? Or an association like you mentioned earlier? I, I'm really surprised because we're pretty good size, and there's a lot of folks with money out there. You've got,
0: um, you know, some of the networks. We tried to have an association once, but it got embroiled in uh, agendas. You have to have a really strong
2: board and and, and a mission statement laid out. So, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. What happened to the – when did you try to put together an association? <coughs> I've only been podcasting since I got out of the military like three years I ago. think it was
1: – was about 2008,
2: eight yeah. nine. <laughs> I was in Afghanistan then. Sorry, guys. I wish I'd known about podcasting more back then. I
0: tried to download the we didn't have smartphones back then the um and what really it was it was started out as association downloadable media to address uh specifications of measurement <laughs> mm-hmm. <Exactly. laughs> which angelo ended up pretty much writing this which spec- they did on yeah yeah i mean a lot of
1: what you see today came out of that
0: yeah and then what's going into the IEB documents a lot of what we did in 2008 so it's we we laugh about it internally a lot but um you know, So I what, think, are,
2: what are the political issues, do you think? What are the uh, fears that could hurt podcasting? You mentioned earlier that iTunes could shut down. And I, I think if it shut down, that someone would replace it pretty darn fast.
0: Oh, I don't think it's going to shut down. No, I mean,
2: it could. They could do damage if they shut down the. Uh,
0: oh, I think the bigger challenge is podcasters rely on iTunes completely. So they don't think beyond iTunes
1: yeah and i think that's the big reason why google getting in spotify getting in is all all good but the problem is those guys aren't doing it in a way that is working and all, all they have to do is look as far as apple to see how to do it to do it right
2: is it and then you know more than i do on the technical side is it pretty complex to create a platform like apple has and costly no no so why couldn't association pull together you know we we real estate heavy. So the National Association of Realtors, we're, we work with them and builders. And uh, they've got the Zillow thing coming in. there doing some strange things. Are you familiar with Zillow? Yeah. Uh-huh. Why couldn't the association pull them together and form something like iTunes?
0: And, uh, it'd, be, it'd take a strong board. How much money would that take? Um, well, let's put it this way. I'm trying to raise $25,000 to save the podcast awards on a GoFundMe. And uh, we're not going to make it. Um, podcasters just don't um, often spend money. They're not willing to lay cash out uh, to make. Um, I, 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 May I'm wrong. Well, but
1: I mean, Todd. I, I mean, I, th- I, I think we need to be probably a little clear on this. I, I mean, podcasting is predominantly in a small time. Um, low budget activity yeah. um most podcasters don't make any money from their podcast All they're doing is spending money yeah um there are big players in this space uh, podcast one mid-roll um panoply th- these kind of folks um that are in the space but uh to date those guys aren't really spending money in in an industry effort um there's certainly more activity around that kind of stuff in the radio side. And that may be ultimately where it comes from, um, this organization, this association, but it's also somewhat a little bit of a generational thing. Um, younger people typically don't get involved in co-op type of, uh, scenarios. So, you know, it, they're all a bunch of stray cats. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got a cat on my desk right here and, um, He doesn't listen to what I say. Um, He does what he wants to do, right? Yes. And... That's exactly what podcasters are. Um, like, like I said, the, there are companies that could um, come together, and, and I think at some point, they're they're probably going to, but I, I think it's going to involve uh, a partnership with radio. Yeah, I'll just with one thing. Over
2: there. Radio may die. I mean, radio could die. Over
1: radio. No, I don't think radio is going to die. I think radio is going to um, have to shift. shift. Um there's way too much money over there and way too much reach uh, today for it to die.
0: And wait, But they have also an incredible amount of
1: debt. They, they do, and that's, that's their Achilles heel in all this, right? I, I pay attention. I look at our local TV stations or
2: I look at their buildings, and when I see they haven't been painted for 10 years or the signs are starting to peel, there's a little, probably a little cash flow. I know a lot of people in the newspaper industry. I used to uh, intern in it when I was young. And they're my age and they're all out of business. I mean, literally things are changing. Hey, one last thing. I listen yeah. to uh, podcast radio for that on this at night. There's a couple of shows we like to listen to my wife and I and they're, they're national political shows. And we listen to it just like radio. It's got the best sound that any radio I've ever had. It's on demand. I can set it for 15 or 20 minutes. I mean, that's the way I consume. We don't consume much radio anymore. Right. The other thing too yeah. is, this, this channel we're on right now in Blab, I'll walk around my house or work and stream it down and carry it on. This is why I'm actually logged on in two places. I can turn this on and off if I, if I leave and want to listen. So it's like radio. So things are changing. A great show. Um, I wish I'd gone to national broadcasters next year for sure. No, so
0: It's a good show to walk the floor. And I ran into so many podcasters that were there that were just checking things out. And it's, it's, uh, it was a pretty good gab fest for me, but I can't, uh, emphasize enough the importance of folks that want to grow their shows that are looking for an event. Chicago's it this year. And, uh, you know, get, it, they're going to be sold out at some point. They're filling up, um, with the number. And I, I don't know what their numbers are, but if you're even on the fence of going to podcast movement, you need to get your tickets now and make the plans to come. Uh, if you want to save 40 bucks on your registration, you can use the promo code Blueberry or search around for another promo code. There's plenty of them out there. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, it's, uh, that's the event t- to go to. Um, if we don't support that event, we're not going to have an event going forward. Um,
2: that's good to know from you, Todd. That's good to know.
0: Yeah.
1: And, or, it, 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 Todd, have you booked your flight?
0: I have, not I'm going to here directly got to get it yeah I, soon.
1: yeah i haven't uh, booked it either but i do have a place to stay i'm gonna stay in that that's the, the, the regency there
0: yeah we're yeah we're staying at the hotel as well we're having yeah. a workshop too uh plug, plug my own deal here um blueberry is going to be having a probably a three to four hour workshop on the the sixth it's a non-sanctioned uh we didn't sponsor our workshop through podcast movement but We'll have uh, in a newsletter that comes out on Monday. If you get our newsletter, you will see a link to be able to sign up for the workshop. It's going to be first come, first serve. We're going we're gonna to fill her up and uh, we've got a great agenda. So we're going to be talking uh, PowerPress. We're going to be talking about PowerPress sites. We're going to be talking uh, podcasting in general. So it should be a good three or four workshop. We'll, uh, we'll fill your brain with um, everything that uh, we know, at least according to what's in the agenda.
1: It's coming up quick. It is, is it? it is. What three months?
0: Two two no, months? No, we're we're months. May, so May June. Two months. Two months and some change. two months. Yeah. So two months and a week or something like that. So it's it's close. Um,
1: so you've got your your booth picked already? Yeah. yeah. So, speaker just got um got it just last week to pick our booth location.
0: So are you happy with your location?
1: Haven't actually picked it yet. Oh, so. Okay. It's, I'm looking at a couple of locations, but it's a different, it's a completely different kind of layout. Yeah, it's kind of odd. So it's, it's, it's becoming a little bit more like a traditional trade show layout. <laughs> it's moving that direction, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. And if it gets much bigger, they won't have much choice, but to go to a,
1: a separate room.
0: Yeah. And when it does, then that for me is a, just that's a, that's a minus for us. Yeah. Because People don't like to go, you know. You force them to walk through by the vendors. That's one thing. But if you if you give them a choice, not walk by vendors, they don't. Um,
1: yeah, you know, I don't think there's really any bad location in there, really. Um, I don't think so either, because it's it's right off of all the meeting rooms. Yep. So people are going to, you know, wander through there at each break after each each session.
0: And if they can keep that. Layout going for a couple more years. It's it for us, and you know, I'm just greedy. I'm I'm a vendor, so <laughs> I want it to be like that.
1: Yeah. Well, if they have 2,000 podcasters there, I think. I mean, from everything I'm hearing, there's going to be a lot of radio people there this year. Yeah.
0: So well, hopefully, the rest of the the chit chat show podcasters come
1: out. All those bombing. Chit chat show podcast. Yes,
0: yeah, those, of those chit chat shows that are below the top 200 in iTunes that uh, are going to go by the wayside. Ha ha yeah, ha. That's ha, right. Ha. So, um, but I think that's all I have, Rob. I don't know if I've got anything else on my stack here.
1: I can't think. Uh, I mean, there's lots of little stuff out yeah. there, but nothing. Nothing groundbreaking else, I don't believe. I think we've covered it.
0: Yep. So anyway, next Saturday I will uh be from a hotel room. So we'll definitely do blab again and I'll do webcam and and uh we'll we'll uh we'll kick this baby live from uh from my hotel room to next week.
1: Oh Todd uh, I just noticed in a news list uh, that uh another person from from podcast one has moved over to another company in the podcasting space that I, you know, I worked with him at uh, podcast one. So he's up? now with, uh, with, uh, audio boom. So Thomas Mancusi, who used to mm. work for podcast one is now over with audio boom. I heard they had a huge churn of people. I heard audio boom
0: had a huge churn. So maybe that's part of that churn of people
1: yeah well there's there's lots of rumors around all these companies going on out there in the podcasting space um I mean a lot of them aren't ones that I feel like we should talk about on the show but <laughs> um the things that are going on kind of kind of behind the scenes um
0: well I'll say this they're not all gonna survive. <laughs>
1: No, and I think that that's actually a really good point. And I think we kind of began this year from the perspective of uh, there's consolidation coming. Um, When it's going to happen, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen. Really, if it's going to happen this year, next year, we're kind of at the midpoint of the year almost. Could go either way. Um, But yeah, totally. There's just too many players in the space right now.
0: And it's interesting to talk with vendors that are looking for new vendors and vendors that don't want you to tell anybody they're looking for new vendors. And
1: <laughs> and then companies that are for sale that isn't public knowledge. Right. Or, right. Yeah, there's all sorts of Hey, stuff. any
0: company's for sale. Anybody comes, talks to hey, Blueberry. It's all, it, you it's all, it all about
1: the, the dollar sign numbers. Is it, that what you're saying? Bring a big check. Well, you know, yeah. I will talk to you. Todd will sell to anybody as long as it's, there's not enough anybody. zeros behind the one not right? anybody uh, no not anybody not that's anybody. That, that's fair that's fair that's fair, <laughs> and I think that that's uh you could say that about some of the other companies in the space that um may or may not be looking for that as well
0: <laughs> and if you're a company that's uh might be looking to be bought, email me
1: <laughs> that's right, or all 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 of the companies out there that want to be purchased by somebody that there's no suitor for <laughs> yeah I'm
0: always about tech acquires Anytime we can you know that's that's always an option
1: <laughs> it's all based on revenue, baby,
0: yeah, sometimes it's the tech too, so
1: oh is it okay yeah, all right. the it's yeah. the it's the it's the users are oh. what's most valuable right. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: about you? Don't you have a company? But you still uh, absolutely you build a company from day one to be acquired. Yeah. You know, you do if, you, anyone that any well, business owner that says they won't sell. Some people won't sell their businesses, but it, it's a matter of timing. Right. Yeah.
1: it's timing. Yeah.
0: Anyone yeah. that shows up with the with the right check amount, uh, you know, it's, that's always possible.
1: <laughs> so sometimes you, you know, you need to build the company to a certain level yeah. that that is makes it attractive to be purchased by someone too.
0: Couple final things, Rob. Mike yes. Dell starts with us full time on Monday. Congratulations, so, Mr. Dell. He's leaving contractor status and going to full-time status. Awesome. So I'm excited about that. And then of course the podcast award nominations close today. You haven't registered, and you've had your audiences nominating you. You better get over and register because registrations uh, are, are finished. I think we've had close to 400 shows register, but 1,100 shows get nominated. Mm. <laughs> so 700 shows are doesn't matter how many nominations they got; they're not gonna be considered. So, so how
1: would a show find out if they've been nominated that they they need to pay that by their listener? We don't. We're
0: not putting a list out. Oh, you're not. Nope. Okay. If the podcaster's not paying attention enough, and their audience members are coming over and nominating, you know we've we've done everything we can to put the word out. Uh, they people have had you know months to prepare. So, um, but uh, we're still looking for sponsors as always, and um, the vo- the high volume traffic's coming in a couple of weeks. So that's when the the site uh, gets the majority of its eleven million down. 11 million page views it it will happen in about uh starting about two weeks
1: two weeks yeah yeah we
0: we take this server on right now is a real cheapy and then we shut it down and reboot it on an amazon instance that's massive and
1: scale it, scale it yep so beauty bubble is saying that it's national pretzel day todd
0: no Awesome. I don't have any pretzels in the house, but, uh, you know, national the national, uh, national day is, uh, run by a good friend of mine out in Nebraska and, um, that he's all over the place. So if you go to the national day website, you'll see the, the, uh, and he's a podcaster as well. He does maybe
1: maybe we should have a national chit chat show podcast day. Well, there's a national podcast day already. I know, but a national chit chat show <laughs> podcast day. Yeah,
0: the guy that uh,
1: take uh, that uh, Adam.
0: The guy that founded the uh, national day sites. Uh, he does a show called the Tech Ranch. So yeah. So and okay, Andrew Marlow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I awesome. got that right. So. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time here on the New Media Show. If you want to have comments to us, Todd or Rob at newmediashow.com, dot com, or you can uh, follow me on Twitter at geeknewsrob.
1: Uh, RobGreenley dot com. i at Twitter um, at Rob Greenley and uh, at Spreaker, uh, Spreaker with an R. And I also do the Spreaker live show every Wednesday at three PM Pacific, uh, six PM Eastern. Um. And then join us back here on the new media show. We're doing it next Saturday again, right?
0: Yes, of course. Okay. Yep. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Everyone take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.